that was the opening music to Dangerous When Wet. It's, it's a very provocative title. When my wife saw that I had ordered this from uh, Netflix DVD, she was like, what are you getting from Netflix? <laughs> it's quite tame after you get past the title. Yeah, so it's not, it's not anything like what the title might imply. Um, it stars Esther Williams and Fernando Lamas. Fernando Lamas. It's better to look good than to feel good. Yeah, every time I hear his name, that's what I think of. Yep. <laughs> and we can't. We must not forget Jack Carson, who I think adds a, a great deal to the film. Yeah, Jack Carson is really good, and so is William Demarest. I really liked his character. Actually, he was one of the highlights for me. Oh, as Paul Higgins. Remember him when he was? I think he was the uncle on My Three Sons. Yeah, I was reading about that. He replaced the actor that had been playing yeah. that part. Yeah. He looked pretty good in that movie, in this movie. He did. That was a very fit family. (laughs) (laughs) Who always got up on the right side of the bed. And sang a song in the morning, yeah. I got out of bed on the right side. On the bright side. On the light side. I got out of bed on the right side. And I'm having a wonderful day I sang a duet with the rooster I'm a booster of the rooster But he doesn't blow like he used to Couldn't handle my only egg Who cares if the sun ain't shining The eggs are beaming sunny side up Silver lining, the coffee steaming, money side up. When they rolls around to the night side, if I still sing on the bright side, I don't want to sound on the trite side, but I figure it happened this way. I got out of bed on the right side, and I'm having a wonderful day. Just like at home. Uh, you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net or in iTunes, just search for Classic Movie Reviews, and you can also find us in Facebook, just search for Classic Movie Reviews. And I love you sent me, um, we, got, we got some business cards. <laughs> oh, Yes. I'm going to take a picture of these and put it on the site, but this is great. It it has our little opening spiel here about search for classic movie reviews on iTunes. We must thank Nancy for those because she gave them to me as a birthday gift. Yeah, that's awesome. What a that's a, a cool gift. We're becoming uh, more professional with each podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's only, you know, 95 episodes later here we are. We're still chugging along. Oh. Uh. And uh, I should let you know that I'm Matt Johnson, and I'm recording from the Seattle area today. And uh, this is Bob Johnson recording here in Los Angeles, where we have a nice overcast morning. It reminds me of Seattle. Uh, This movie was was so much fun to watch. I I would guess today, if it was a, a new movie, it would be rated G for general audiences. What do you think? Oh, for sure, yeah. Especially with that animated sequence in the middle. 
You know, wasn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. We um, do you know if do you know if Tom and Jerry was a was a comic before it was a a cartoon? Because she was reading a comic with Tom and Jerry, and I just was curious. I hadn't had a chance to look that up yet. I'm not really sure. Maybe I can look it up while you uh, give us a little bit of background on the movie. Well, it's uh, another one of uh, Metro Golden Mayer's uh, wonderfully photographed Technicolor musicals with drama, swimming, singing. I mean, it had a little bit of everything. And uh, it was released in July of 1953, and I would have seen it in July of 1953 because I remember that cartoon sequence with Esther Williams and uh, Tom and Jerry. This movie was... um, we we got a recommendation or a suggestion to do an Esther Williams movie because she was such a large presence as a as a star in the 1940s and up through the middle 1950s and uh, not all of her films were around swimming but the vast majority of them were i i enjoyed watching her the the director for this was Charles Walters who did many many films most of them musicals and some that, uh, Matt, you'll remember, uh, Molly Brown, the insu- the unsinkable Molly Brown from 1964. Oh, yeah. That's a, oh, that, I could see the similarity between yeah, these two movies. I could, yeah. too. And then another favorite, uh, actually two favorites, one Easter Parade from 1948 and High Society with Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, uh, oh man, uh, cast of many in 1956. Lots of great music by, um, uh, I believe it was Cole Porter. I hope I'm right on that. But anyway, he was a very well-known director, and um, I don't think that this one was produced by Arthur Freed's unit within MGM. I think there's another group, but it's. Uh, it's a wonderful movie to watch, lots of fun, and it made a lot of money, so they were everybody was happy, as far as I know. I hate to admit it, but I'd never watched an Esther Williams movie before. Uh, so this was a suggestion from Nancy, right? Uh, yes. She, she, <laughs> she said, I need you to know who Esther Williams is when we talked, and I was like, okay. And now uh, you know. Yeah, she's great. I was reading that a lot of her movies didn't have a lot of dramatic parts in them, and, and it was a lot of her swimming, you know, doing that synchronized swimming. But this actually had some good moments. I, I was thinking of one when uh, the family is told that the only person that can actually swim the channel is uh, Katie, because the rest of the family got disqualified. And, and Pa Higgins is really upset, and the family can't figure out why he's so upset. And it turns out that he's kind of mortgaged the the farm back back home to buy all new equipment, and he was hoping that they could pay it off by uh, winning this uh, channel crossing. But that was a really nice scene between the two of them. I really, really liked that part, and I could totally relate to him as a dad, you know, wanting to do this thing for his family. Yeah, and it was a complete surprise to his daughter. As he explained it to her, I think he was very embarrassed by it. Katie helped him through that, though. And then, of course, it turned out okay. They got no right telling a man he can't swim. Just come over him anyway. He was the end of the world. 
I better go talk to him. That's good, Katie. Why don't you go on upstairs? I'll see you all later. Come on, kids. Katie, you, you know I... Oh, oh I, I know. It's all right. I'll talk to him. Paul. Oh, come on. Don't take it so hard. I could do it. At least I have a right to try. What difference does it make? <laughs> Look, it isn't as though we're swimming for a living. What's the matter? Mm, nothing. Look, in a few days, it's going to be all over. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be on our way back to the farm. Yeah, the farm. Hey. Hey, there is something the matter. Well, come on, Paul. What is it? Katie. I should have told you before. I made some changes on the farm. What kind of changes, Paul? Well, you were always saying how we needed a new roof, a new paint yeah. job, and the fences mended, and a new milking machine, and a pasteurizer, and a, a bottling machine, and so, well... So? I did it. I did it all. Well, how did you do it, Paul? Well, I just told him to go ahead and do it. On credit? Yes. You you bought all those things on without paying? Yeah, I even tried to buy Sir John of Rawlman, but they wouldn't sell. Thank heaven for that, Paul. So I bought his brother. You, you, you bought a, a prize, sire? Look, Paul, darling, you, you know that if we can't pay for these things, we, we've just lost everything. Paul, would you please tell me what you were thinking of? I don't know. Swimming the channel, I guess. I just wanted things to be nice when we got back. Maybe they could, too, if they'd let me swim. Oh, no, no, sweetie, that's out. Does, does Ma know about this? I just wanted to surprise her. I'm still in the race. Hey. Maybe I'll win. Maybe I better. Okay, what I liked about it is that she didn't just, like, yell at him or get really upset with him. She totally understood, like, what, what he was trying to do. And it was there's another sort of subtext there, I thought, too, which is, like, there's this guy who probably in his... 50s maybe like mid 50s um and he's kind of at this point in his life where he still feels like boy i'm still a young guy i could i could swim this channel but you know real realistically it, it would be too much for him probably uh and that feeling of like oh gosh i'm getting older <laughs> you know <laughs> we, we all go through that don't we yeah you know that he, he did really he really did a nice job a lot of uh, Esther Williams' films were uh, were with her swimming and 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 uh, synchronized swimming, and there were some that were very elaborate uh, in the pool kind of things. And I I picked this one because it seemed like it had a little bit of drama, music, uh, humor. I thought it had a better balance to it. She made two or three earlier ones with Red Skelton that are very good. And then she made one um, where she played an actual person who was a swimming champion uh, from Australia, and I don't have the name of that right now, but that was a little bit later in her career. She lived a long and productive life. She uh, 
was 91 when she passed. And weren't you saying she really uh, was instrumental in creating the synchronized swimming as a as a sport? Yeah, that's my take on it. And she was in the 1984 Olympics and maybe others. She was a uh, television commentator for the synchronized swimming events here in Los Angeles. Oh, that's cool. So um, she grew up here and was a competitive swimmer long before she got into the film business. That's um, that's something that came along later. But the family, the, the, uh, the Higgins family from Arkansas, the promoter Jack Carson or Wendy Weeby, Windy, I love that. Windy yeah. Weeby. <laughs> Windy we- Hi, my name's Windy. And uh, he was promoting Liquiped. I think that's the name of it. Liquipep, P-E-P. Today, Liquipep. If you are desiring a new vitamin to make you get fat or to make you get thin, to put the old energy back in your step, you'll get your kicker quicker drinking Liquipep. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to present with your kind permission the world's most perfectly formed man, the one and only Hercules. There he is. Wow, way. Oops. Would you believe that just one year ago today, this magnificent specimen was weak, scrawny, run down? Well, he was. But then he made a wonderful discovery. Tell him what it was, Hercules. Great war, pal. Thank you very much. Thanks for the folks, Hercules. Hear that sound, folks? That if you if you drank this, it was the elixir that would make you young and attractive and muscular. This was in a time before they had to list ingredients or really um, go through any kind of regulatory approval if they had certain ingredients in the no. drink. So I can only imagine what what might possibly have been in there. <laughs> totally, totally unknown. Remember a little later in the film where uh, Esther and Fernando are at his home waiting for his mother to arrive, and the uh, valet took a drink of it and the look on his face. What do you say? Mama has been detained. Oh. Là, voilà, tout est prêt. Champagne, homard, petit four. That was quick. Who was he expecting? No one. He likes you. I think he's on your side. He's so sentimental. He wants us to drink a toast. Oui. To what? Success. Yours or mine? Oh, Mademoiselle a porté sa propre bouteille. Eh bien, comme ça, tu boiras ton champagne et Mademoiselle boira le sien. <laughs> he says I will toast with champagne and you will toast with liquid. Oh, no, I, I'm really not very thirsty. Thank you, anyhow. You mean you don't like it? I don't blame you. No, I, I didn't say that. It's very good for you. It's full of vitamins. All right. To a heart's desire. Mm, heart's desire. How can you do it? It's very refreshing. Mademoiselle, on voudrait peut-être encore davantage, un petit peu? Will you have some more? Oh, oh no, thank you. I will... C'est très fort. You know, sort of grows on you. I think you've had enough. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> what is this? Well, then she she drinks a bunch of it, and it's like she gets high or drunk or yeah. something. Like the mystery ingredients must have included something in the way of alcohol. 
Uh, or or something else. <laughs> yeah, or the, like the early like the early days of Coke. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Um, well, the the plot is 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 intriguing. I mean, here they are, this wholesome family. They're dairy farmers in Arkansas, and every morning they go for a swim as they sing their way to the pond. And then out of nowhere comes Wendy Weeby and his little. Uh, uh, wagon, horse-drawn wagon, uh, and I thought that was nice timing on his part to show up at their farm. There's a there's a great scene when he's first uh, meeting Katie, and he's talking about how he's going to be in town and that they should come out and, and see him, and he she's sort of trying to brush him off, and she's walking away from him, and then he reaches out and, and kind of grabs her arm, and she turns around and gives him a look like, if you touch me again, I'm going to flatten you. <laughs> yeah, and she probably could have, because she was in really good shape. Come on, don't just stand there, move. Why don't you ask her to move like a gentleman? That's no gentleman, it's a cow. Joke over. Uh, come on, come on, hurry up, this way. Farmer's daughter? Hey, come here. And the traveling salesman, second joke over. Come on, Queenie, that's the hey, way. Hey, that's pretty Thank cute. You. you too. And stay out of the road, girls. Say, honey, we're going to be in town this afternoon. Maybe I'll be seeing you. I wouldn't count on it. Why? You got to milk the cows? No, they're very clever. They milk themselves. Hey, the farm girl's right with it. Yes, sir. Hey, look, why don't you change your mind? We got a great little show whipped up. Courtesy of that boon to mankind, Lick Whippet. Here, let me show you. If you're weak, puny, or undeveloped, you take two tablespoons full. Uh, well, I guess you don't need this. Well, come on to the show anyway, will you? We could have a nice shop suey dinner afterward or something. What do you say? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. There's a drugstore on the corner of Main Street and Elm. Uh -huh. And then you wait outside and wear a white carnation in your lapel so I'll know you. Now, don't go away. However, if I'm not there by Thursday, you'll know something happened, huh? I don't know. The way that I took that in kind of the current climate that we're living in is like... Well, you should obviously come with me because I'm a guy and I'm asking you to go. So I'm, you know, it's okay for me to reach out and grab your arm. And she was like, "Don't you dare touch me!" Oh yeah, it was like, "Yeah, don't mess with me." Yeah. And then we we see them. Uh, the family shows up in town to watch um, the uh, presentation by Wendy, and then uh, Esther's sister, who is. Um, I think it's Susie Higgins, or J Junior Higgins. I'm not sure which of the Higgins girls does that musical act. Just out of the blue, they show up, and all the instruments are there, and off they go through this song. <laughs> thought, wow. That was funny because they had, like, a fiddle and a, a harmonica and, and a couple other things, but it was a full orchestral backing that you hear. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I didn't know they did that in those days, but it went. It, I, I, that's a part of the MGM musical thing. They knew how to do these. I didn't realize this was a musical, but uh, quickly realized it just as soon as the movie started because there was that number as they're coming out of the house in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and at the end, and at the end as they're you know, packing up and leaving. So. Um, she wants really not much to do with old Wendy. He comes out to the house, and uh, I like the part, I think it was the next morning where they go on their swim again, and she's out there in the pond swimming. 
until Wendy leaves, and then Paul Higgins says to her, okay, you can come out now. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was out there just waiting for that guy to leave. She was Yeah, and he's like, well, how long does she stay out there? And and Ma's like, well, sometimes for hours, you know. He's like, well, she's already done 40 laps. (laughs) right. (laughs) And I loved loved Jack Carson when he's on the phone with his boss, uh, General or Dr., the, the founder of Liquipep, and he's always trying to talk to the guy, and in, and then interrupting and talking to somebody else, and he's got all these schemes that they can make all this money and do really well. I mean, he, this guy is a the ultimate promoter. Yeah, he really is. I, I liked it later in the movie when they're in France, or sorry, when they're in uh, England, and Gigi is kind of hanging out with Wendy and is kind of infatuated with Wendy. Yes. She says something to him like, well, you're really uh, hot on Katie, and too bad she's not on you. And he's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he's sort of clueless. <laughs> yes. But he played he played that kind of character in a lot of movies uh, for many studios. Although, I think his best role is in the 1940s. 44 film Mildred Pierce with Joan Crawford from our wonderful What's What's the Matter with Baby Jane. Uh, he plays a more serious guy in that and kind of a kind of a jerk, but 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 really well done. He he was a very talented actor because I think it's hard to do comedy, and he did it really well. I was reading uh, to put a hold on the plot for a minute that uh, Fernando originally turned down this role that he had because he said he came to MGM to be a, quote, star, but that Esther convinced him that the part would be rewritten to be larger so he'd have a bigger role in it. And then he agreed to do it. Interesting. Yeah. He was a big star, though, right? I mean, he he's really well known. Yep. And I think he became even better known after Billy Crystal did his routine in the <laughs> 1980s. Yeah. I, love, I, I think of that about once a week. <laughs> I got to tell you, darling, from the bottom of my heart, you look impressive. You up close. I tell you, you look marvelous, darling. Thank you very much. Classic send-up, yeah. Well, he was a real playboy in real life, too. I mean, he, he was quite the womanizer, according to what I was yeah, reading. Yeah, that's, that's what I read, too. He was... He was uh, Let's just say he got around. He's not as big as I remembered him. I, I saw him in a couple other films, but it may just be because Esther is so, you know, in such good shape. But he looked about the same size as she is. It's always weird to me, like, how uh, movie actors, you kind of have an idea of how big they are based on what movie, you know, what you see in the film. And then you see them in real life, and they're just so much smaller, you know. it's it's Maybe that's the kind of thing that you're experiencing there. But yeah, next to, next to Esther, he didn't seem like he was that much bigger. But I tell you, when he smiled, he lit up the screen. Yeah, he had a great smile and great hair. Yes, <laughs> yes. See, remember when they were <laughs> swimming near the end of the movie in his pool, and he comes out of the water one time, and his hair looks as though it hasn't been touched. It looks like yes. it's just been combed, and it was perfect. <laughs> the good old days. Uh, so anyway, they decide, uh, I think it's Wendy that gets approval to uh, enter the Higgins family in the cross-channel swim, and it has a big prize, and uh, it'll be a lot of a lot of exposure for Liquipep. 
So everybody wins on that one, and off they go on the boat to uh, merry old England. Uh, yeah, I like the scene on the boat where they're practicing swimming by leaning <laughs> over the yeah, <laughs> deck I've chairs. Never, I've never seen that in a gym. No. And, of course, the towels all have the the product name on them. It's perfect. Yeah, he had a lot of Liquipep towels. <laughs> and then when they get to England, it's so fogged in they couldn't they couldn't even see. They had a band playing, but you couldn't see the band. The, and the mayor was out there, or, or you know, some town representative. And and uh, Wendy had written a speech for Katie to to say, and it was like, "It's wonderful to see your sparkling shores." That you know, it's like totally yeah. fogged in, and she's like, "Forget this, yeah, right?" And then. One of them says, "Well, uh, Mr. Mayor, and, and he's on—he's in the other direction. They've been looking to the wrong side." Of the right, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they go to the uh, uh, kind of fast forward. They go to the beach to do their to do their swimming, get started, and all those other swimmers come down to go swimming. Yeah, and they look at them like, "Oh my goodness, we're in trouble." Well, and then they're talking to that fisherman and. And <laughs> yeah, right. the fisherman's oh. like, which one of you is going to make the attempt? The whole family, Mac. The Liquipep family. I wish you good luck. 30 miles, a fine swim for anyone. 30 miles? 30? You said it was only 20 miles. Well, it is only 20. I, I read it. I can prove it to you on a map. That's as the seagull flies. The average swim is 30. Sometimes a wee bit more. You cannot swim in a straight line. You have to zigzag with the currents. I've seen them come and I've seen them go. And there's many I've helped drag out more dead than alive. But as I say, good luck to you. Excuse me, sir. Uh, just, just one more question, please. What is the longest channel swim on record? 42 miles. You mean I I have to row 42 miles? <laughs> That's a hell of a swim. Wendy says, I have to row that far? He got the looks from them. <laughs> like, they're right. swimming. And he's in the boat. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this film. Um, let's see. So then they... they um, they kind of pack up. I'm, I'm kind of losing track now on when she, when S, when Katie falls asleep and has that dream sequence. Oh, it's after they, um, they're. I think they're in France because it's during that time when they can't go because of the weather. That's right. I think. That's but right. And in, any, in any event, she falls asleep after reading this Tom and Jerry comic book, and I, I looked it up. The comic book came later. It was it was an animated. Uh, series of shorts first. Oh, okay. I had it. I had it the other way. I guess I f- should mention that Katie had met Fernando when she was out swimming before they went to France in a fog. She was swimming in the fog, and Andre, Fernando's character, just kind of shows up in a tuxedo. Yeah, in in a rowboat in the in fog. In a rowboat, yeah. <laughs> and they they meet and. The love story begins, and and I like that in the animated sequence, Fernando's character is played by an octopus. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and he gets slammed. He get he gets slammed back into the boat when the Tom and character Tom and Jerry uh, close the window on him. Yeah, he's singing that song. He is sort of a uh, a romantic, though. Yes, he is, and Andre. he he tricks he sort of tricks uh, Katie to coming out to his house. Oh, this is a lovely place, Andre. How did you ever find it? Mm, look at that wonderful old house. Isn't it beautiful? Very. I wonder who lives there. I do. You. Why didn't you tell me? You wouldn't have come. Well, I certainly wouldn't. Now wait. I want you to see the house. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just not budging. I want you to meet my mother. It's no use. I'm not going. You might just as well forget about it. Okay. <laughs> me and mother. Yeah. And, of course, mother doesn't show up through the whole those scenes until the very end when Katie's gone. Yeah. And there really was a mother. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of wondering the whole time, is there actually a mother? Or Yeah, me too. I, I thought this was just him being a rogue, Andre. He was very, very suave. Very suave. So, uh, while they're at his home out in the country, Katie drinks too much of the Liquipep, and we discover that it has some ingredient that makes her drunk or whatever and then we they've been on hold because of the weather's been bad but then it's announced back in town that they're going to have the race start at 4 a.m the next morning and they've got to go find katie right and she's not in the best of shape uh, no because uh, the liquid pep is kind of the opposite of a health tonic really <laughs> <laughs> although we could argue i suppose that she did so well in the cross-channel swim because she'd had a whole bottle. Think about how much better she could have done, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I also like the fact that Wendy shows up to retrieve her. He's, he, he gets around also. Yeah, he kind of plays a slime ball at the beginning of the movie, but he, he kind of turns out to be an okay guy by the end of the movie. Yes. Oh, my. And, and he, got, he got the fair... Maiden Denise Darcel's uh, uh, character was it Gigi? Gigi Manuel. Gigi. Yeah. So then the big race is uh, they announce that, and I love the announcer on the boat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was like he was very dramatic, which yeah, in that, the, those days was very common with radio. Yeah, that that whole scene of them crossing the channel was was great. I mean it. They started in the morning at four in the morning. They swam all day and and then through the night. Um, yeah, and people were dropping out right and left. And 
There was one point when Katie almost gave up, but then uh, Fernando's character, Andre, jumps into the water with her and starts swimming next to her. And I think there was a rule that n- nobody could help her or, like, touch her while she was in the water swimming. So she kept telling him, don't touch me, you know, don't don't help me. Because she was pretty close to the the crossing by that by that point. Yeah. You know, I, I, I in spite of, I, I thought this would just kind of be a, a nice happy movie with the music and the swimming. But I got real. I really got into the the swimming part. That twenty minutes or whatever it was when they're swimming the channel, I found that it would it pulled me into the drama of that. I knew she was going to make it. Oh yeah, of course. But you know that's how it is in these movies. You just you get invested in the characters if they're well done, and they did a good job of building up the character of Katie and really giving her a lot of dimensions you know oh and there was i, yeah. I th- there was one point when i think it was Gigi and katie were laying on the beach and they were talking about why did we decide why did we sign up to do this again and and katie's like well i had this great idea that i wanted to buy a bowl which seemed like such a ridiculous thing at that point you know <laughs> like it just <laughs> oh Gigi, it is so cold is it Oh, Katy, why we do this? Oh, I don't know. I, I had a crazy notion I wanted to buy a bowl. What's your excuse? Me? I see a little flower shop. I want to make a down payment. I'm good with flowers, you know. I have green fingers. It's green thumb. Oh. <laughs> if, you, if, if you didn't know the background, you'd think, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you know, just the enormity of the of the swim that's ahead of them, I think, is so daunting that she's probably really questioning of, you know, was this really worth it? <laughs> I know, but but Fernando came to the rescue. Oh, there was one other there was one other scene with the with the dad where it, uh, Katie. This was all at that point where Katie was about to give up, and and the dad just was just looking at Katie and they just kind of made eye contact. And I, I don't know if Pa was hoping that she would continue or if, if, if he was just like, Oh my gosh, my baby, you know, like maybe you should give up. I couldn't really tell, but she decided after that, that she was going to keep going. Yeah. He did. And, a, he did a nice job of, 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 of uh, expressing the confusion and, 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 and uh, dynamic of that situation that he was going through. You know, fearful yeah. for his daughter, and and yet wanting her to do well. He he was an excellent actor. I mean, he'd been in so many movies. William Demarest. That oh my gosh, I looked at his biography, film filmography, and it just I kept scrolling and scrolling. <laughs> He's in just a ton. He must have of worked movies. all the time for forty years. Yeah, just a total working actor. Not not somebody who is super famous now, but definitely somebody that is recognizable uh, when you start watching these older films. The uh, I, I, I did a quick look here. Uh, a review from Variety called the movie a light mixture of tunes, comedy, water ballet, and Esther Williams in a swimming suit. <laughs> of course. I think there was more to it than that. Yeah. Anyway. So, although I did, I did think that uh, bathing suit that she had at uh, Andre's house, that black one, that yes. was pretty stylish. It was, and the gift that 
Andre gave her of the swimming suit, I thought was very ahead of its time. The one that she freaked out on, but as soon as she got back to the room, she tried it on in her private room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he knew that that she would. Yeah. He was very into that because he said, just wait a minute, I'll be getting a call. And sure enough. (laughs) Well, he was was very fashionable. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's an understatement. That beautiful car that he had. That car was awesome. I think it's a Jaguar. And he, he didn't know much about it because there was, there was that scene where Wendy's like, well, the salesman didn't tell you much about the car, did he? And, and Andre's like, well, he told me it had two seats. <laughs> yeah, take the bus or take the cab. You, you could take a taxi and follow us. <laughs> Fernando. Well, I, uh, I gave this film a seven or eight. Hmm. I guess I'll go with a seven. Yeah. I like it a lot. I recommend it. It's just, it is what it is. Esther Williams in a swimsuit. Oh, it's more than that. Come on. That's true. <laughs> That's true. What did you get? It's it? more than that because I think the relationship between Pa Higgins and Katie Higgins and that dynamic takes it a little bit to another level. Um, it's And then that whole scene with the, the crossing of the channel, that all, all of the drama there was, was great. Oh, that's true. I think I was too harsh. I, I, I was going to give it an eight because I felt like, I, I thought seven at first, but as I was watching it and as I was thinking about it and as we've been talking about it, there was some really good, subtle uh, character development and, and interactions between those two characters, and I really, really liked that. You've convinced me. I'm going to go with an eight. I've changed my rating. I think I was... <laughs> I think I was way too... Well, okay. I wasn't trying to convince you, but I... No, no it, it, there, there is more to it than, than what I gave it credit for. I think I was overly influenced by the Variety Review. Oh, yeah. And the studio was happy because it made a lot of money. I mean, these, these kind of movies were super popular at the time. Oh, right? my, so, and they did... I don't know how many... I don't know how many of these musicals MGM did, but it had to be probably in the hundreds over the life of that studio. Oh, for sure. I mean, they were known as the, for, I mean, the musical, the MGM musicals are so well-known and famous. I know. Going way back. I mean, we've done, how many have we done? Probably three or four. Oh, I think. At least. Yeah, probably. In fact, I was watching On the Town just the other day. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. That that's a, that's That's just a fun movie. There's really not a lot of plot or... <laughs> anything of consequence but yeah it's a it's a fun movie well one one quick aside on on this movie dangerous when wet ma higgins when she did that dance two-thirds of the way through the film that woman was in really good shape with those leg kicks yeah they were all in good shape yeah yeah i I tell you if i did a leg kick like that i'd be uh, immobile for a month you'd be in traction (laughs) (laughs) in traction not an attraction yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So we came out with an eight. Well, good. It was fun. I'm glad Nancy uh, suggested that we that we watch Esther. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that we watched it too. And we have some choices for what's oh, coming up next. Do we ever? We earlier had a brain trust meeting. Uh, that would be the two of us, I think. And we came up with our next film and our next podcast review, which would be Where Eagles Dare from 1968 with. Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood. 
Clint Eastwood and a cast of many. Good movie. Yeah, so we, we wanted to do a more of an action-adventure movie, and that's a good one. And then down the road, as they say, we'll do Murder at the Gallop, or one of Agatha Christie's similar uh, films with Margaret Rutherford, who's my f- my favorite Ms. Marple character. Yeah, that, that'll be good. So this is episode 95 and then 96, 97, so we're getting close to 100. We've got to really think of a, a, a good one for one episode 100. I think I'd like to invite our listeners to submit ideas, if they have any, for our 100th podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So you can leave comments on our website at classicmoviereviews.net or in iTunes, leave a comment, or in Facebook in the comment let us know what you think we should watch for the 100th episode it might it might be a, a double length episode we'll see how <laughs> depends on what movie we end up yeah, watching we talked about a particular one but maybe we should see if we get any suggestions yeah and i got to think about whether that one would be yeah. something i'd want to watch but yeah yeah so yeah please send us suggestions uh we kind of have a list of suggestions from folks that we've been keeping track of and we've been watching uh, those as as uh, they come in, not all of them, so we could go back to that list as well. But it'd be good good to get a really amazing movie for the hundredth episode. All right, all right. Well, that was fun. That was uh, actually a lot more interesting than I had expected. So thanks, thanks, mom, for the suggestion. And uh, coming to you from Seattle, this is Matt. And from Los Angeles, Bob, wishing you all happy movie watching. I got out of bed on the right side, on the bright side, on the light side. I got out of bed on the right side, on the bright side.